Daily Motor top tip, if you own a Dodge Dart, don't also do hard drugs. But if you don't own a Dodge Dart, clear. You're clear. Good to go. <laughs> the Daily Motor Podcast brought to you by the Ypsilanti Township Police Sheriff's Department. Sheriff. Sheriff's Sheriff. Department. Yeah, I think they like to be referred to as sheriffs. Why are mm-hmm. counties always sheriff, but everywhere else is just police, state police, city police? I don't really know the answer to that. Yeah. That's an old one. No, the funnel. Oh. Uh, is that for putting gas in a car? I don't know. I think it's actually from Nathan putting uh, mystery oil in uh, mystery something or other. He's got, there was a thing in the moped oh. that, that he had. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was just talking to my mother yesterday about how nice Ypsilanti is and how I think Ipsy Township is really, you know, has the upper hand over Ipsy City and Superior Township and everything. And then we come to find, well, we didn't find, but... Uh, find out that there are two dead bodies right by our B-lot of cars. Literally, Peggy Boat was the Ranger. I think, no, you're right. Peggy's on the other side of the Ranger. So Peggy, Space, Boat, Dodge Dart with two dead bodies. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. We didn't see them, so we don't know for sure. We should have walked closer. No. You know, so I'm not really the biggest fan of seeing dead bodies. Right. I've done it enough times. Yeah. Fortunately... Chris and I uh, surmise that it's likely a drug overdose. Probably. Rather than violent crime. So uh, Daily Motor top tip, if you own a Dodge Dart, don't also do hard drugs. But if you don't own a Dodge Dart... Clear. You're clear. Good to go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thankful that probably all of our cars were locked over there. And the only car that you have outside that cannot be locked, the Roadster, is is under a cover parked out front. Uh if you're listening to this and you like breaking into cars, uh, Charlie's lying. It actually does lock. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely not the car that's under a cover. No, it's not that either. Yeah. And it's red. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 34 of the Daily Motor Podcast. 34 episodes, and I think I'm about to sneeze. It's like right on the... <coughs> yep. Bless you. Thank you, Chris. How was your weekend? It's good. I drove around in uh, the Chevy Bolt EUV because it never left from last week. You're right. It's the the Bolt. It's still here. (coughs) Bless you again. Much like my sneeze. It stuck around. Stuck around. The Bolt came back. No, because it never left. Yeah, you're right. So it wasn't able to come back. Just hung around. Like just stayed. Like syphilis. Yeah. No, we actually quite liked the Bolt. We did. Time, Time made Bolt grow fonder, and you actually had quite an electric vehicle weekend because you also rode around in. Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, So, also, there was a DTE event this weekend uh, around um, uh, Ann Arbor area, and uh, they had a bunch of EVs, and I went with my buddy who signed up to drive, and I rode in a Hummer EV, which we've already, you know, spent some time with, but also the Rivian R1T, which was pretty neat. Uh, Quite a bit smaller inside than I expected. It's not a huge truck, which is kind of nice. It's it's a little tiny and um, very fast. I bet in sport mode when you when you get on it in like conserve mode or whatever it's called normal mode it just feels like the bolt but then you put it into sport mode and it, it's like faster than a Mach-E gt yeah it's so fast you said it was a brief test drive route yeah and i didn't drive and i'm not mad that i didn't drive because it was literally like a five minute loop with a 35 mile an hour speed limit um so like and chris made sure to tell them um i'm way above this yeah i, made I drove sure, here I made in a sure Chevy they, bolt I made sure they knew uh, who I yeah. who I was and just how you know I had security come with me and you know mm-hmm. um, make a very body make a scene. You had one of those Instagram uh, cameras with the rings on it that you put your phone up and mm-hmm. then you walked away and you like right. filmed yourself in front of the exactly car. yeah just yeah. all the all the normal influence, the influencers in the wild you know yep. were in that thirty five mile per hour loop was he able to kind of get on the car yes. a little bit yeah. not the Hummer because the the. Not only was it a five-minute loop with a 35-mile-an-hour speed limit, but there was also a product specialist that rode with in the passenger seat. So I sat in the back seat of both vehicles, but the the person in the Hummer was just kind of like, you know, whatever, like didn't really tell us to like get on it at all. But the Rivian right seat driver was like, all right, slow down to 10 and floor it now. And he like put it in sport mode and floored it, and it, it was it was cool. So he, he was a little bit more like, you know, do this. Yeah. 
Um, Tell us about the interior of the Rivian. What was it like to be in? It felt pretty high quality. Um, it had a Meridian sound system. Right, which means nothing, I've learned. Okay. Okay. I took some photos. Um, let me just see if it'll kind of remind or like make me or jog your memory. Anything. Oh, uh, the key is a carabiner. That's kind of cool. Which is kind of neat. Yeah, I think that's Yep, smart. I took a speak. Oh, not only Meridian, Charlie, though. Meridian Elevation. elevation. Hmm. Well, maybe that's better than standard Meridian because there's a Meridian in the new Kia Sportage and it sucked. Okay. Uh, I did have a window sticker in it. $81,875. What's sad is my in- instinct is to say that's not, that's not too bad. Options include a reinforced underbody shield for $2,000, a spare tire for $800, mm-hmm. and a $1,000 destination fee. Hmm. Not too many options. No. Did but, you uh, see the Rivian whose wheel entirely came off? No, I didn't. Yeah, let's let's give in, give in to the, uh, the, the, not clickbait, but what do you call it, like the drama? Uh, Rivian R1T wheel. It's probably going to be a newsy thing. Yeah, to click news, perhaps. Yeah, that's probably smart. Oh, maybe they are trying to uh, hide it. Yeah. Okay, so Charlie read on Facebook that exactly. a wheel fell off of a Rivian. LMT. Yeah. Yeah. The the like. And fr- it was it was posted by Ford Motor Company. <laughs> more like probably General Motors. Yeah. Yeah, Ford and Ford and uh, GM are probably not. Uh, not. Too hey, happy did you see the video of the one in a tractor pull? That was a fun. Day. I didn't watch the video. No. Yeah, whatever. It uh, the the wheel was entirely off. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I bet you if I go to within the last week, this will come up. The Rivian. Uh, there it is. Oh, good. Yeah. That is uh, for those of you listening. The, the maybe it was from that curve there. Yeah, that's a well. You know, it's maybe it didn't have the optional two thousand dollar underbody underbody shield, and shield it just broke. It, yep, right? yep, yep. The upper ball joint separated from the knuckle, apparently. And uh, yeah. Oh wait, what's that? Picked up my R one T yesterday, and then this happened. You just clicked out of it. Scroll down. Down. Yeah, it was in the next in the next post. Hold on. You like close or like? Can you like close but close that thread? It was it was way down in the next thing. Yeah, you mean? It, was, it was the next thread. Ah, uh, and now I think it's gone forever. No, just go back because it was before you clicked into that. Okay. I think. Dang it. Yeah. It was a it was like a security camera photo of probably a truck of maybe that wheel falling off. I see. Yeah. No. Reddit. Uh, Reddit likes to make you lose things forever. That's very unfortunate. Yep. Oh, well. Either way, I would still like to drive one. Did you have a chance to talk with any Rivian PR or those are not? There was like, no Rivian PR. Yeah. There. No, nope. It was all DTE employees. Okay. Well, yeah. Otherwise, see, I would have. See if, see if DTE can hook us up with an in-transit repair R1T at some point that we can drive around and review with scratches all over its right side. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I don't know where they source those cars, but the Rivian had a G-plate. If you're unfamiliar with a G-plate, in-transit repair, meaning the car is in the process of being fixed mm-hmm. and uh, this rivian that they had at the event had a big ass scratch down the passenger side and they were they were strategically hiding it so they had all the other cars parked out front in a line but the rivian they were strategically every time parking in the back with only mm-hmm. the driver's side facing there you go so yeah 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 i think that maybe we should just start buying in transit repair plates for all of our vehicles and then just put one convenient like scratch mark in, in a panel that's very easy or to fix. Or a decal of a scratch. Yeah, there you go. Clear you decal of like a, a hefty scratch. And then if we were to ever get stopped, we'd be like, well, I'm driving it right now to the uh, to the place to get this fixed. Yeah. If you're listening, Michigan Secretary of State, we're not doing that. No. And also, I think it could be mechanical repair. So you're you right. Li- you, you could, could say it, it needs an O2 <laughs> sensor of some sort. Yeah. Check engine lights on. Yeah, you we get a sticker of a check engine light. Yeah, <laughs> right. or just drive a BMW and then, and then check then engine lights a just on. Or a Bolt, actually. Or a Bolt. Yeah, a Bolt EUV just has a mm-hmm. perpetual mysterious light that we That's have right. no... You know, most vehicles have like a vehicle information screen that if there were any messages for the vehicle, it would tell you what's up. Couldn't find that for the Bolt. 
Excuse me. Yeah. So yeah, Rivian. The Rivian seems cool. It's just I don't think anyone's gonna ever get to buy them because they gotta actually build a lot of them, and they haven't been doing that. I feel the same way with Lucid. I'm sure the Lucid cars are very cool, but they've built like what 1,200 so far this year. <laughs> like it's not a lot, and they have like 20,000 reservations or something yeah. crazy like that. Like getting to mass production is hard, and people give Tesla a lot of shit for all of Elon Musk's ridiculousness, but like. The fact in 10 years they got from where they were to where they are, no one's been able to do that since, like, what? what's the most recent car manufacturer? The, the, the Koreans? Hyundai, essentially, and they had to go through, like, 15 years of building shitboxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Rivian and Lucid. And Aptera. And Aptera, yeah. The Topher has an order on an Aptera, which is a three-wheeled electric vehicle that you can equip with solar panels and it's supposed to be able to essentially recharge itself just by parking it out in the sun but i don't think that'll really work much in michigan michigan doesn't get a whole bunch of sun compared no. to the well, have for half the year we do you can drive your car for half the year <laughs> a lot of people have winter beaters anyway true i wouldn't want to drive that dinky thing in the snow anyways yeah you only have one drive wheel in the rear that would not oh it'd probably be a lot of fun just not very good at propelling yourself forward right it'd be like riding a bicycle in the snow yeah Fun news about the Topher, he just got an allocation for an 11th Gen Civic Type R. You know what would be awesome is if he actually got his allocation before the press cars came in and he got like the first like, review and we got like the second review ever. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So everyone stay tuned to the Topher for uh, Civic Type R content. He thinks he's going to get Championship White, which I, I think is a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I think that thing looks sharp. And he's going to get a million YouTube dollars. That's right. Yeah, for him. Last week, we were going to drive an Infiniti Q60. <laughs> but it broke down at the dealership. Technically not broken, just misaligned, apparently. What? Okay. Was that the so dealer it broke down at the dealership. Um, and also this week, Infiniti announced they are killing it. <laughs> Wait, did they really? Yeah. No, literally this week, Infiniti announced that the Q60 is dead after a uh, 23 model year. Bruh. I don't blame them, but I would have liked to. I mean, we'll still probably get it, but now when we get it, we get to do the same thing we did with the Passat and just sad violin as we drive it. And then we go, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Go and buy then, a crossover. And then at the end, you're like, oh, yeah, go buy a crossover, even though that's not what we stand for, but you, you know, I, <laughs> Not what I stand for. I, I, get, I don't own any crossovers. Yes, you do. Oh, you're calling the ML an SUV? It is an SUV from the early 2000s with a V8 frame. motor. It's not a body on frame, Oh, hmm. but it, it does have a V8 motor. And therefore not a crossover? Correct. Okay. And it's an AMG, so. Hand-built, signed engine. I get the whole, oh, sedans are dying and they shouldn't be because they're great. But on the flip side... SUVs just make more sense from yeah. a, if you're if you're moving around a giant hunk of metal on four wheels, why not optimize the space that you're doing it with? Mm. Unless you're someone who drives a lot on the highway, kind of makes sense to have a more bulbous vehicle that can put more mm. things and people in and is easier to get in and out of. So you know. from Charlie, Daily Motor Top Tip, if you're looking for your first car or something like that don't get a nissan versa or chevy sparks I mean, go buy a cadillac escalate because that's the biggest sort of vehicle you know you can have on the road maximize your space with. i didn't say biggest i said maximize your know, your space just, your footprint for example and and i'm not even saying all crossovers are necessarily good at that we have the lexus ux which we'll get into more here in a moment yes but i don't think that's a very good utilization of space either even though they would call it and crossover more of a more of a hatchback yeah i think the chevy, uh chevy the honda fit was an excellent car but now that's gone because everyone's just buying hrvs yeah but the fit utilized space very well and, and i i would say it'd make more sense to get a fit for a lot of people than an accord and so or what's a small probably an hrv in a lot of cases HRV, yeah. yeah but as long as you're okay going zero to 60 in 16 seconds yeah yeah, those things are yeah, quite slow. The yeah. Fit was cool. You can get a manual. Dude, ben, I love the Honda Fit. I actually like really want to own a Honda Fit. Ben Profit owned a second gen Honda Fit. You track it? He took it to autocross a few times, but it wasn't okay. like a primary thing. He owned it for like eight years. It was wow. his first car. He did manual. a ton of things to it. Went yep, manual, went through an engine and which is surprising on a Honda. Had to do an engine because the timing chain broke. 
Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, but engine swap was only like three grand. And I like when people take Honda Fits and lower them on RPF ones and sticky tires and do like a lot of cool little. Oh, Charlie's receiving a phone call. Stand by. <clears throat> At least he doesn't have a nosebleed this time. Hello, this is Charles. Good. How are you? Excellent. Okay, sounds good. Are you familiar with our complex? Okay. All right, great. Well, we will be ready. We got the keys up in the, the UX right now, so it should be good to go. And if you don't mind just putting the car where the UX is, then we should be all good. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at the front side of our building, so right in front of our main door there. Yep, that's where the UX is right now. Yep. All right, great. Yeah, if you need anything, just let me know, but uh, we'll look forward to getting the car. Thank you. Bye. GR86 is en route. Mm. That uh, the gentleman who called failed to introduce himself, so he just said, hey, Charlie, how's it going? I'm just like, hey. Okay. Usually they're like, hi, this is so-and-so from Drive Shop. Well, drive Mystery. shop is continuing to go down the uh, the shitter. So, sorry, Joe, and Robin, do better. I want to edit that out, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I think drive shop listens to this. Uh, Lexi, if you're listening, um, who? She's the one who does the drive shop uh, clip coordinating now. So, like, I send clips to her for all the videos we make. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, drive shop is good, but you guys just got an email better. And introduce yourselves on the phone. But anyway, I think there's a time and a place for crossovers. And I think there's a reason why sedans are dying. And I, and I think we need to just kind of get on board with that. The Q60 is not a sedan, though. Yeah, well, it's a coupe. It's even worse. At least, at least the coupe provides a visual flair. So I almost think there's more point to coupes in a lot of ways than there are sedans. Because, like, which would you rather have, a Q60 or a Q50? Neither. <laughs> A Q60. <laughs> Which would you rather have, a 3 Series or a 4 Series? Probably a 3 Series, so I could use the back doors to put stuff in it. Okay, well then there's no surprise the Q50 is dying. Is the Q50 dying as well? I don't know. Probably not. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe. The problem with those cars also in Infinity, they've just been the same for so long. They really have. Those sedans have literally been the same for like 12 years. They never even did like a life cycle impulse on them. No, I don't think so. No. They are uh, they are quite stale, but there are some. It's so hot in here. Feel Can free I to fire up the air fire up the air conditioner. Just put the fan on low, please. So our uh, so we don't blow out William Long's eardrums. I will. We did have the Lexus UX 250H this week, and it's a it's a fine car. Great. If you, if you all couldn't hear that, uh, Chris's back is moist. Chris also has a new hat this week. Yeah, well, I'm trying to switch hats every week. Right. And we know you all just, have gotten sick of the LA Dodgers hat. I know, me too. And you know what? Funny thing about that hat, it is I've worn it so much that it's turning orange from being sun bleached. So you think like the base is orange of it or like No, when you when you bleach something black it turns orange. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. That's like why like when you've well no, that's just yeah. I I'll take your word yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, and like and the sun can bleach things as you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, sure. yeah, the hat's turning orange, so I'm probably going to retire that hat. Like your hat is rusting. Literally, yeah. No, I I just I lost track of time. Like I have I have really bad like concept of time. Okay. I bought that hat in December in at, at LAX when I was drive off off driving the um Passport Trail Sport mm -hmm. in in LA. And I've literally been wearing that hat for like 9 months. Good hat. It's I like feel like I don't know, it's just weird. This hat looks nice though. You got Thank the you. You got the brown kind of yes. ruggedy look going Thanks. to it. Yeah, Very dad looking it, hat. Figured it'd match my dadish Porsche shirt. Too. Yeah, and you've got a, a, a nice nate not navy. Uh, how do you describe it? You're like a forest green kind of mm -hmm. brownish green look, and then and then a, a nine eleven. What gen nine eleven is that? Nine nine one. Nine nine one. Okay. Turbo S. Turbo S. This is from the Porsche store in um, on uh, Rodeo okay. in California. Very cool. I think. All right. I don't remember. We've got more exciting Porsche news coming up here in a little bit, but the Lexus UX, an okay car with good merits, mm -hmm. 
I just can't help but think anyone who really wanted to buy that would be better off with one of two products. One, a Lexus NX, more tech forward, better powertrains, more space, better, not necessarily better looking, but just a, a more usable car more in general. Yeah. Yep. Easier to get in and out of, you know. You know. Or if they really want to go with that segment, Mazda CX-30. Just get a base Mazda CX-30. Save yourself the $14,000 roughly. Jeez. Yeah, for real. Get the Mazda CX-30. Drive there's it for a year nothing, and then find that it's too small. There's nothing that that UX did that the CX-30 Mm-mm. didn't also do. No, the leather was slightly nicer than the Mazda. Yeah. Oh, you know what though, Charlie? Power steering column. It does have a power steering column, but I don't find that to be necessary under $50,000. But you're not complaining about it. No, I'm it. not complaining. It is nice. It's a plus. It is a plus. But I, I didn't get in the CX-30 and go, oh, this should have a power well, steering column. Well, if you column. do want a Mazda CX-30 and you have to have a power adjust steering column, buy a, that's the person that buys the Lexus UX. <laughs> that's the only only, that's the only proper buyer. The only buyer for that. Yeah. Power. Or if you do a ton of city driving, you want the hybrid powertrain. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I would go, if you want a Lexus UX, buy a CX-30. And if you want a CX-30, buy a CX-5. So really, it all comes back to the, <laughs> the proper car to buy is the Mazda, Mazda CX-5. We no. have sold a lot of people Mazda CX-5. I don't know why Mazda isn't just Joe, sending us checks at Joe, this point. We've yeah. sold a lot of Mazdas for Tons of CX-5s. Yeah. Yep. Good car. That's about all I have to say about the Lexus. It's yeah, fine. I don't have it much got to good say fuel economy. It. 41 miles per gallon on our highway. Which is impressive, test. honestly, for a Toyota hybrid. Yeah. Usually they're non-hybrid cars with the don't slightly well. smaller powertrains will do a little bit better. Sure. That's the first fuel economy test I've done in a while. You've been doing all of them, and I've been doing the EVs. I haven't done one in a while either. Sure. Honestly, I haven't done yeah. one since the Cadillac XT4. Okay. Was the yeah, last it's one been I a few did. weeks. Wow. Yeah. So, well, I'll be doing like two of them this week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to do, do one also, I think. Yeah. I did it from the Rossonville Road exit this time. So I oh. used, the, I, I started that a That area gives me anxiety. I can't. It's not it's great. Too chaotic. But because that mobile station is right by the highway there, you can kind of just like slip out and you don't have to deal with the other side by the fast food places. Mm. Nope. <laughs> I hate that area so much. I go out to my podunk middle of nowhere gas station that's with good, no one at it, which is also like walking distance from the highway. Yeah. That's Except what I said. It, I mean, it's a different highway, but it still works. No, that's what I said in my video too, is I'm like, Brower's one is good. I just don't feel like driving out to there. Plus, yeah, it's like right next to my house. So you do have to be a little careful using that route up 23 on a Sunday night because a lot of traffic coming south from northern Michigan might clog it up. Whereas I went east and west on 94. Gotcha. Okay. So Lexus UX, no good car status for me. Probably not for me either. Oh, you forgot to talk about something very important with the Lexus UX. Oh, ASC. You're right, Chris. It has what's called ASC or something sound active control. Sound active control. sound control, which you can turn on and off from a button to the left side of the steering wheel. <laughs> and it creates the most hilarious fake noise I've ever heard in a vehicle. The car is equipped with a CVT, mm-hmm. con- continuously variable transmission, meaning it doesn't need to shift. It can essentially whir up to the most efficient point for the engine to be running at and hold there. And it does do that, which is good. However... It has fake engine sounds of like a race car or something, and if you're driving hard in sport mode, it will f- it will make the noise of shifting, but the transmission won't be shifting, and it no. gives you a tachometer which you can see right there and see that the car's not shifting and hear and feel that the car's not shifting, but you hear out of the speakers some fake noise. If you're familiar with the Honda Civic Si, when you put that car in sport mode and it pipes in that engine noise. Similar tone to that, except obviously in that car it goes with gear <laughs> changes, but it's just silly in the UX because it's very a CVT, silly. So it's just funny. good that you can turn it off very easily. Yeah, I didn't know very that quick. in the car I drove in Florida. Charlie suffered through that with the beige yes. car that he drove in Florida. Fun fact if you were so inclined, you can go into the gauge cluster and actually make it so the tachometer is always on. If you were someone like if you if for some reason you were stuck with the UX for six months, the UX hybrid, and you didn't want to see the little energy gauge. Oh. Even when you were in normal screen, you can make it so even when you're in normal or eco mode, you see your tachometer. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's okay. kind of cool customization. There's yeah. weird things about that car that are like oddly would never be used by a UX 250H owner. Like ASC. ASC or the the customizable gauges and everything like that. It really ought to just be like the Prius with just a big speed reader right in front of you. And that is it. 
no drive modes. It should just be, this is how fast you're yeah. going. Here's your destination. Here's the heated seat button. Yeah. And here is the oldies station. And here's navigation to the nearest Denny's. Like the Rover James. Yes. Exactly. Dude. Oh my God. I, I don't know if I've talked about this, but when I was in Texas, we saw the new Prius. Yes. Alleg allegedly. What may have been um, the no, new it, Prius. It, yeah. What may have been the new Prius, right? And um, wink. We all well, we saw the crown at the same time. That has since been revealed. Uh, we all know what the crown looks like. But mm -hmm. in that same room was the new Prius, and I I can't wait for for you to see it. It's just like, can you say anything cool. about it? They didn't tell us anything about it, they, so I don't know. But like, describe it. They didn't say like, don't describe how it looks to your viewers. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, there's nothing online. Like I've looked sure. for any sort of leaks or anything. Some people have done renders that are. Oh, 50 60 percent of the way there kind of like it sure. looks vaguely like some of the renders that you that you, you could go online and look up 2024 prius mm -hmm. or 2023 whatever and some of the renders are kind of close but like the one that they showed us looked like it was production ready it was not a concept car it literally looked like you know it was ready to just go out on the road here's a question the third generation prius the one previous to this one actually looked quite okay it's I nothing think. like that so not then the even, fourth one, close. the fourth one is very ugly. Would you consider oh, this new one to be either decently attractive or very? Ugly? I think it's attractive, and it looks nothing like the current. It looks one? Nothing like the current Prius. Cool. Nothing like it. Cool. Like, not even close. Okay. Not a single thing is similar. So how did you know it was a Prius? Because it said, it said Prius on the back. Of it. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> that's a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. I bet you one of their Prius models will be full electric. And I, I hope that Toyota is going to come out with their dick swinging and it's going to be like 400 mile range, 350 kilowatt it'll be like 40 charging, grand. 40 grand, because that's what was so cool about the second gen Prius. Not the first one that was a sedan and sucked and there was in Gilmore Girls <laughs> and everything like that. You get a manual on that one though. No, you couldn't. The Prius? Okay. You can get a manual Prius? Mm -hmm. The first gen Prius you get manual. Sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. How I haven't I owned one of these yet? <laughs> You could also get the uh, first-gen uh, Civic Hybrid in a manual. Well, yeah, I know that. I'd, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get a lot of Civic Hybrids in manuals, all the way up to the 7th gen, I think. Like the the car oh, that was right, made right. Up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what year would that Prius have been? Like a 2000 Toyota? No, I guess it was a 2001. 2001. I'm going to have to keep an eye on Copart for one of these. Prius. I want only lists automatic. Do a Google. Okay. I don't trust fuel economy. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust the government. Wait, I'm searching Google. Uh, oh, that got 50 PG. Apparently. 41. Yeah, the first gen Prius kind of was not great. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It gave us owner's manual. Yeah, right. Prius 5. Prius manual transmission. Up, like, first gen Prius manual. Here we go. This this is a, a post from 2000. Does anyone know if there are any plans for the Prius to come out a five-speed manual? Okay. If you want a manual hybrid, you'll have to buy a used Honda Civic hybrid. Those had a five-speed. Maybe in Japan or something? That's possible, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the second generation Prius was such a good and revolutionary car in its efficiency. You owned that. I did. did I did have a second gen Prius that it, it was, I mean, it was groundbreaking. It was truly revolutionary in the industry. It was even a car and driver 10 best car, 2004, the second gen really? Prius. Yeah, it was that good. So I would like Toyota to do that again with the Prius with a full electric. And I'll buy one. Toyota. On record, if you come out with a new generation Prius and it's full electric and it gets at least 350 miles of range. Am I losing my mind right now? Has at least 250 kilowatt fast charging, maybe even 200 and costs starting price under $40,000. I'll buy one. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, the second gen Prius is the one you owned. Yeah. The one that looks like an egg. Yes. I learned how to drive on one of those. That was my driver's ed car. Great car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. But which as a 14 year old, I thought was the most uncool thing in the entire world. Sure. But now looking back, okay, there was one Prius in the fleet. Mm -hmm. I learned to, to drive at Sears, which does Sears even exist anymore? Not really. Okay. 
Well, they had a fleet of cars. There was a, a one Prius. There were two Pontiac G6s, which at the time weren't super old, mm-hmm. I think. No, it's fairly modern car. Though. Um, and then there were a couple of Malibus, just like a bunch of trash GM cars and a Prius. And I, I, I remember showing up the first morning and I was like, oh, God, please don't let me have the Prius. Please don't let me have the Prius. And of course, I had the Prius. But now looking back, I'm glad that I learned how to drive on that car versus a crummy G6 or a Malibu that's all clapped out with 200,000 miles on it. You know? Yes. I learned on a Geo Metro. Oh, really? Yeah. How very did I clapped. never know that? Yeah. Very, very garbage. Which, I mean, to be fair, I'm sure we had both driven cars. That was probably like a three-speed automatic. I think it was. Yeah. Very garbage. And the, the, the woman, she wasn't a woman then. She was a girl that I learned to drive with my partner, if you will. Oh, there was right. the instructor and then there was a second person in the vehicle. Was so horrendous at driving. And I had had so much experience because my father had let me drive cars sure. up and down the road and everything and four-wheelers and snowmobiles, all this stuff, that we were supposed to have 30 minutes each in the car for the first session. She took about 50 minutes and I got the last 10. She was so bad, in fact. We were coming down a hill and the sun was shining bright near the end of the day. She took her hands off the wheel and covered her eyes. And the, the instructor had to reach over and grab the wheel and said, what are you doing? And like oh. use his brake pedal. And she was like, the sun was in my eyes. And he's like, you can't just not drive. Oh my goodness. She, she was kicked out of the course after her second session and had to take it some time in the future. Wow. Yeah, okay. She was that awful. None of my, I had two partners in my car. Okay. Uh, just two, two, was two friends that I went to school with. That's nice. Um, and then my driving instructor was also a woman. Okay. So, um, it was her and then my two friends were, were both girls. So I was the only oh, okay. guy, but, um, her name was Denise. Thank you. And, Denise. uh, yeah, thanks for teaching me how to drive Denise. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she was nice. She was, she was interesting. She was an interesting lady, but she always complimented my, my driving and, hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah. What were some cars that you drove as Younger than that, that your like parents let you kind of my my cobalt my cobalt SS. They let you kind of get used to that. Yeah, because I got that when I was fourteen. Wow, um, they got you that one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my well, my grand my grandpa um, always gr- well. My grandpa's the reason that I'm into cars because Fair he's enough. the one that took me around all the cars and stuff. So you know, growing up, he was always like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you your first car. I'm gonna get you your first car." Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, I got the the cobalt SS turbo, and I got that before I had any sort of permit or anything, so that. Um, <laughs> You just got to. Sit, I was sit, freshly fourteen. Sit I was in the garage like, and shifted. A bunch. I like had just turned fourteen. I yeah. was like, just yeah. That's almost evil. Like it's cool, but it's evil because yeah. it's just I mean, like my dad like, would mm, drive it, and like I would ride around with him in it. That's like we'd cool. take it out and go screw around with it and stuff. And at the time, it was only like a three-year-old car. Like yeah, it was, it was really cool. really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming up on ten year, ten years next month of ownership of that. Of we that should time. do like a little anniversary video. Ten years. Ten year anniversary. Middle middle of September will be ten years. Okay. Crazy dude. Month from now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I had driven that. And then at the time, my mom had a 2011 Durango that she was leasing. Mm. Base model, cloth seats, mm-hmm. V6, four wheel drive mm-hmm. with um, third row seats. But that was it. Was so that the that facelifted too. version of that generation? No, that this that was, or I think, the, the first year of the, of the current one. gen that's now yeah. 2011. Okay. Those are yeah. cool. Back, back then, yeah. Those they were like, are... I remember there was a commercial. It was like the Durango. It's been over in Europe. It's been testing. It's been like basically like a, like building it up. Like all oh, the Durango's been in the gym. Like you know punching bags. Sure, okay. Like whatever. Totally redesigned. But yeah, no that that car was kind of a, a big deal back then. So she had mm-hmm. one of those, and uh, I had done a bit of driving in, in that car. And then my dad, my dad had a had a Dodge Ram at the time that I never drove. But very shortly after, he bought um, also a first year car, 2013 Fusion. Mm, it's the yeah. first first year of that. That was a good um, one most recent body style mm-hmm. so i got quite a bit of time in that i took my driver's test in that car okay um and yeah i mean that was about all i had driven i think i mean mm-hmm. other than cars around the parking lot at at my ford dealership job sure so. then the name of which we won't mention on this yeah because this. Yeah, I, I did i did <laughs> drive cars there as a 15 year old sure 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 so. okay yeah my my dad had a uh Around the time that I was getting comfortable driving. Fortunately, we lived on a private road a lot, so I would often get to like sit on his lap and drive when oh, I was cool. really young and stuff. Up the, he'd do the pedals and everything. But about the time when I was like similar age, like 14 and everything, he had a, a um, GTI, DCT, oh, cool. which was, yeah. was very cool. And then he had, after that, I don't know which gen this is, B5, 
five, like a two thousand three ish Audi A four. Oh, cool. That B five. No idea. Okay. I don't like. I don't, I don't know do Audis at all. For Audis. Okay. No. Um. Now it was a manual tan interior. Manual. Very nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very so cool. You probably learned manual on that car. Yep. Cool. Yep. Three liter, naturally aspirated, not the turbo, which was good. And yeah, that was a really nice car. I really liked that quite a bit. And then uh, yeah, just kind of little things here and there. And cool. I think he had a he had a front wheel drive Mariner when I got my license. So I would occasionally drive that, and then I had my Taurus. um, Ford family. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've always kind of leaned toward Fords. Well, I guess partially because my my grandfather worked for Ford. But there you go. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, two grandfathers worked for Ford. So, but both on my mother's side. So I think my dad just kind of, he's had F 150s and things like that and stuff. It wasn't until he, he had his last F 150 was the facelifted model that started in like late aughts and went up until like 2014 or so he had like i think it was a 2014 is what he owned and he just never really bonded with that truck it was just like kind of had a few little issues here and there kind of felt cheap was it eco boost yes okay yep it was an eco boost engines those earlier engines they have issues the, the three fives yeah they rattle and yeah and, and i think ford put some real shitty tires on there so he wasn't impressed with those That's in the, the winter thing. and stuff and because people always say yeah it's a good car in the snow or a bad car in the snow it's almost always just the tires the tires is pretty much all that matters yeah. you know what's funny about speaking of ford putting shitty tires on cars my mom's most recent car prior to what she's driving now was a 2017 explorer that she leased okay. loved it for the first two years but then the shitty hand-cooked tires that Ford put on there were bald in two years. Like mm. literally with, I think, 30,000 miles. Sounds about right. 30,000 mile tire that yeah. they put on this car yeah. that they know people are going to be doing three-year leases on, right? Mm-hmm. Three-year leases you usually get. You drive over 30,000 miles in, in three years, yeah. like unless you don't drive anywhere. Sure. So that really turned her off of Ford altogether. She's like, screw this. Like I'm not, for one, I'm not leasing anymore. I'm not buying another Ford. And she went and bought a cpo bmw 3 series there you go so like, yeah yeah so he he left after that and got his tundra tundra yeah now he's in a taco yep now he's in a tacoma he's gone full toyota bro he is Yep. rav4 and tacoma yeah because my he, they both had bmws also a 3 series and an x1 and now they're rav4 and tacoma and mazda miata gone full asian which is the natural progression because yeah, you get you get you, sick of you the just get sick of the bullshit. You know what's just... funny is my my buddy Dane, who's definitely listening right now. Sure. Uh, he also has only had he had two Mini Coopers and then he had a BMW X5. Now he he bought an NA Miata that he now dailies. Oh, he's dailying that. Oh yeah. No, he's saying screw the X5. He cool. hasn't driven it in months. It yeah. just sits in his driveway That's leaking excellent. oil. Perfect. Um, and now he's on the hunt for a Lexus LX. Mm-hmm. So he's also going full Japanese. He'll have the yeah. Miata and a Lexus LX. Well, look at the Topher. He had a GTI, he had um, a, a Volvo, and now yeah. his garage is full Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did that in the way that I've always had a Japanese car, you know, like my Lexus IS, because I had a Ford Probe that was such a pile of shit <laughs> that I was like, I cannot buy another American car of, you know, as an 18-year-old, what budget do you have? My, yep. I had like eight grand to spend mm-hmm. on a car. And at the time, you could buy a manual, a really nice manual IS300 for eight grand. So that's what I did. Yeah. And um, that car was unbelievably reliable for Still college. Yeah. yeah. And it's sitting right out behind this wall. And yeah. You, if you went to it, it'd probably start right up and, yeah. and just drive away. No, it's it's been yeah. it's been fine. I've done a bunch of maintenance on it, but other than that, it's it's been really good. I, and that car opened my eyes to. I had only ever been really around American cars, so owning that Lexus was like holy crap. Like it can. Be this is a so this bad. is a. 15 year old car and it feels so and no interior rattles nothing everything yep. worked i was just like oh my god like where has this been for my yep. two years that i've been driving you know like <laughs> where have you been all my exactly 20 year life yeah right yeah. no so that that was that was really cool i'm so glad i bought that car and i don't think i'll ever sell it yeah i understand yeah it's it's a cool one i and i had the prius and my infinity mx35 which was great 200 plus thousand miles and Dad, even my my dad like drove it downstate once, and he was like, "There's no rattles or anything." I'm like, "Were you yeah. a, were you a teenager when you had that? Were you early twenties? Maybe nineteen, but probably twenty or so." I yeah, see, I like I like picturing you as a teenager with a VQ. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I drove it. it was such a classic car. I didn't cut them off. Okay, they rusted per se. off. <laughs> One rusted off, so I had a hole. What's up, dude? 
Yo. Tino is in the house. What's, What's up, going man? on, man? Hey. Come what, here. Which? Yeah. Hey, you want to come say hi? Come say hi. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get yeah, right up close. Uh, this is Keone. Yeah. What's going on, all you gangsters and gangstats? You've been cranking lately. Yeah, all the work. Speaking of LX570, uh, working on one of those. Yes, sir. Yep, 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 yep. So. Down another escape with some rusty bolts and some funness. Yeah, yeah. I heard a little bit about that. Thank you for yeah. starting to dig into that. Keone's yeah, Keone's gonna piece together my escape that Chris and I impulsively bought on the podcast <laughs> a few months ago. And uh, get it running. So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, Keone's another person who is probably lending more and more toward Japanese cars as you get older. We're just yeah. talking about how everyone kind of like has their American cars and then realizes that the bullshit's not worth it. And then they just buy Japanese things yep. and they're happier off. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Japanese are just seemingly more simple. The more and more on American cars, just the more simple the Japanese. And I mean, even the older German cars... Oh, right before the electronics got bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep, yeah. Because you guys both own older BMWs too. Yeah. Yep. But pre pre electronic BMWs. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. best generation of BMWs. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Cool. What are you What are you, what are you working on today? Uh, just finishing that Lexus up. Cool. And, uh, clean it out. Make sure everything's good to go. Bed in the brakes and ship her home. Nice. Well, we'll be done here in a little bit, and I can touch base with you on the Escape. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs> no, I, f- I feel for Nathan too in that sort of American car situation because he just recently bought this Explorer. Oh yeah, the O3 or whatever. Yeah, it's high miles and everything, but it's just so much little nickel and timey bullshit. That's like the parts aren't expensive, but the labor to like repair them and the knowledge and everything know how is is a pain and it is expensive. It's you like have you, to you have to live it you have to go through it and you have to learn that yes. kind of thing because when i was nathan's age i was going through the same sort of thing buying crappy cars and just they would break and then i was like okay i'm never doing this again right yeah. the only one that's been uh good for me through all this is peggy is my town and country oh we love peggy yeah and don't get me wrong she has had the little things go go wrong and she's got her quirks her american car quirks things like the cables to the starter don't connect super well so sometimes she just doesn't start and kind of have to wiggle but the starter would be such a bitch to get off plus it's so rusted that there's like no point in bothering to fix it because the car is not worth it hey there we're in here right in here oh here i'll get it <laughs> our, our nissan rogue is here thank you Now we have a three-cylinder in the fleet. I have the key. You have the key. We will go inspect that car in, wow. in a little bit. No, this is a key I've never seen before. <laughs> you haven't driven a Nissan GTR? <laughs> I haven't driven a Nissan for the past 20 years. I've never seen this key. Right. But yeah, you kind of have to go through it. Peggy's been good, but but even that, yeah, they all have their things. And, and eventually you, you realize you either pay for it up front in the purchase price of a of a Japanese vehicle, or you pay for it afterward with repairs on an American vehicle. And I'm yeah. really just fingers crossed on the Maverick that that it holds up well. And honestly, when we get time for the powertrain warranty to be up at sixty thousand miles or five years, if we still want to keep that truck, I may consider purchasing some sort of extended warranty on it. Okay. The only reason I might not is everything on that truck should be simple enough. To, it's, just to a two liter. it's just a two liter with a ton of space in there that like Keone could probably swap that motor in a, a day yeah probably if need be and it would cost like a thousand dollars to source a two liter ford motor yeah in fact i could just swap something more exciting in maybe the two three like from a two a, three with a manual yeah exactly that'd be sweet that would be really yeah. cool focus rs route the manual right up through the center there and yeah yep so uh daily motor top tip <laughs> buy japanese yeah unless it's a maverick or a town and country yeah or I drove by a house the other oh, day. Oh, God. <laughs> Clean Buick LeSabre oh, parked okay. directly next to the other Buick I would consider owning, its successor, the Buick Lucerne. I hate the Lucerne. It's, just, it's in that just garbage generation of GM crap that you just see around with one space saver donut and the front bumper cracked in half and the bag Headlights over the window. so faded. Headlights are faded. 
Yeah. But if you can get one with a 3600 engine, or 3800, 3, sorry. 3800 yeah. Series 3. Good car. Very okay. good car. Yeah. This week? One of these weeks, I'm going to I'm gonna put on the, the schedule that we have something really cool coming in. It's going to be like a, like a Porsche or something like that, and you're going to yeah. be like, I'm so excited, or like a good BMW. And I'm actually not going to get that. I'm going to find a Saber. Saber. Yeah, I'm going to make you drive it. And make me drive all the Saber. And I'm going to make you do all the videos on it. And you're going to be so angry at first, but then by the end, you're going to be like, <laughs> "I might, I might want one of these." And I'll be like, "I <laughs> told you." You got to make sure it's double beige, though. Double beige. Yeah, mm-hmm. beige inside, beige outside. Would you prefer cloth or leather? Definitely leather. I don't know what's soaked into some <laughs> cloth from the early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least it's not a Dodge Dart. It would be blood. We don't know that. You're right. It could just be heroin. Heroin. Yep. Yep. A very harrowing experience mm-hmm. going out there and finding uh, two dead bodies in a, in a dart. Yeah. This week at Daily Motor Headquarters, we have some exciting cars, as you saw. Yes. Nissan Rogue. Nissan Rogue. With a three-cylinder motor. 1.5 liter dual overhead, ca- overhead cam turbo three-cylinder. With an Xtronic CVT. So. It's orange. Oh, yay. <laughs> let's get this straight, everyone. Before we even drive the car, let's point out. It's a platinum also. We are dealing with a three-cylinder engine paired to a CVT. Yeah. In a compact crossover. Yeah. One of the larger ones. That thing is going to have to be whirring that transmission to get that thing up yeah, to speed. Yeah, let's try not to blow it up this week. Yeah. Although we do have a couple, we have three cars this week. So tune in next week to see if up. we blow up a Rogue. <laughs> For the first half of the week, that Rogue will be sitting, however, because we have a much more exciting compact crossover, the Porsche Macan S. S. It should be a great V6. car to drive around. Which the new S has the engine from the old GTS. So yeah, three hundred seventy-five horsepower. It's going to be think. awesome. Yeah. Will you be trying to convince your mother to buy this car? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up and. She doesn't even, I don't know that she knows we're getting a Macan. I'm just going to pull up in it today and Very be cool. like, yeah, buy this. Mm-hmm. You still have time to decide against the Lexus NX. The only problem is the Macan we're getting does cost about $80,000. Oh, I thought it was a ba- like a base S. It I is. thought it didn't have any options. It might be like 71000 then. Yeah. Is it the blue one? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I haven't looked. We could try to see right now. Yeah, see Because like. Car and Driver had a blue one. Okay. Like a navy blue one. Probably that then. Let's see. And then later on, we'll be getting a Macan GTS, which is much more healthily optioned. Yeah, that'll probably be a six-figure. It's like 90-something, I think. She sent... Oh, yeah. If if the Monroney's not in here, I can pull it up in my email because I know she emailed me. the Macan. She emailed me, me the Monroney's for both. Yep. Yep. It's not in here. So uh, let me disconnect. Hold on. Oh, yeah. It's that one. Oh, it yeah, is blue. That's the one right. car and driver had. But the, uh, the sticker isn't in here. Um, let me... Uh, Nobody look at my emails. Let's go. Macon. It's wrong email. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Macan. Fun fact, the owner of this uh, the Daily Motor HQ drives a Macan. Yes, he does. Yeah, because he's got good taste. Is the Wi-Fi not working currently? No, should be working very well. I'm loading this stuff up. <laughs> there we go, Macan. It is S. How do you pronounce that color name? Genshin Blue. Genishin. Genishin. Is that it? Um, I will cast oh, this really for you. Well, it probably has premium plus and stuff. Here we are. We have Genesian Blue Metallic for $700. A gate gray. Oh, it's got a Porsche. gray interior. That's not yeah, good. That's unfortunate. Porsche Torque, Torque Vectoring, Vectoring Plus. For Sport Chrono. We gotta have that. <laughs> Smoking package, which I get because it gives you a cubby. It's like an Astra. Instead of nothing, you get a little cubby. Okay. Um, for $50 might as well. Wireless charging, of course they charge you extra for that. It doesn't even have premium plus, it just has premium. Yep, with lane change assist and heated, heated seats, seats front and rear. $73,000. You know I, I, I kind of like the, the stripper model though. Mm-hmm. Like that'll, this will be a good, like get a, a sense for just a very basic Macan-esque because a lot of people don't do this. Yeah. A no, I think people, this one will know. do really well. Chris, 
Chris was more interested in shooting the GTS, and I'm like, what are people actually going to buy? An S. I bet the GTS yeah. is much more limited compared to the S in terms of sales. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this will be this will be cool. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. And then our third car this week is... Don't tell me. I always forget. Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. A Toyota GR86. GR86, that's what it okay. is. Yep. I'm just so much more excited We just about got a phone car. call about it. You know, you'll have heard it in, unless he edits it out. No, I'll leave it in there. Yeah, the GR86 with the manual. That's going to be a fun car to toss around. We, uh, Chris and I, neither of us have spent significant time in any manual 86 or BRZ, which is funny because Stu has one, Topher has one, and yet yeah, it's just eluded the, us. The extension of our time in a manual GR86 was at the MAMA event at Road America on an autocross course. Yeah. And we both did, I don't know, three or four laps maybe in the GR86. Right. I tossed that thing around and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Even though it wasn't the fastest car out there, it was the most fun. Yeah, well, tr- Charlie was busy uh, beating this big like muscle bro god that was, god, so, that was just the best day ever that was, that really, was just so, so entertaining this guy was so angry he was literally slapping his helmet yeah trying and to like giving himself like a pep talk like, yeah like, you, you got it, it. we got you it got, yeah. charlie goes out once one time and it's a, a bmw m240i does it once smashes the record for the entire event like literally beats everyone and then this guy comes strolling in like this <laughs> And goes out there, and he's like two seconds slower than Charlie. Walk, runs up to the results. Oh, how did I do? How did I do? And he's like slapping himself, like we said. He goes out like probably five or six more times, and he just, just cannot beat you. I think he got within about a half a he, second. He did narrow he was it down. Pretty close, yep, but he yep, never, yep. he never got you. He though. was just roasting the tires, like just tossing it in way too deep. And yeah, like, and this is just a casual, like no one professional there really, just like. No, it's literally, ca- it's so casual. Yeah, just a thing for journalists to just drive the cars around. And I was just like, oh, let's, yeah. let's just see what we can do. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, I'm glad that that went the way it did. Yeah, certainly like an Andrew Tate fan. Yeah. You know who Andrew Tate is? Andrew Tate. I recognize the name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hates women. Hates sort women. Sort of thing. That's Well, he doesn't hate women, but he just sees them as property. We are, we are making some conjectures about this individual at the mom <laughs> event, but I don't think you're wrong, Chris. But I'm just so happy because just seeing the look of frustration on this individual's face when he just could not beat your like yeah. sort of effortless run. Like you could I don't think you went out again in it, in it did no, you? No, I didn't. You could have gone out again and probably gone even faster. Right. Yeah. I'm so. glad I didn't have to. I'm glad I didn't didn't come to like a back. Because I, I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have let him have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah. Yeah, that was uh good car too. M two forty I you and I have we an love extensive that car. Yeah. Now this this week's gonna be fun. We have the live drive tomorrow of the GR eighty six. I might have Alyssa drive. Should. Yeah, I should. I think she'd have a lot of fun in that. That would be a fun garage, a Maverick and a GR eighty six. She's knowledgeable enough with manual now that she should be fine. She's driven a seven one eight uh Cayman GT four. Not GT four, uh Cayman GT GTS four liter. S four liter. The one that I wasn't allowed to drive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it'll all be okay because you're going to drive a gt3 <laughs> i know this year and your life will be forever changed you're going to go do i need an lc500 or do i just need well lc500 is half the price of a gt3 yeah you're right less than half the price mm, yeah geez gt3 is already I mean, getting you, expensive sure now. you pay 200 grand sticker but what do they sell it to you for a quarter mil probably mm, right yeah you got to pay 50g just Dude, for the GT, allocation gt4 rs's are like going for like a hundred thousand over sticker yeah it's stupid yeah it's very stupid i don't get me wrong i love porsches they're my favorite brand but i w- i just wouldn't i just wouldn't pay that i mean yeah. the problem is there are a lot of rich people who would so that's mm-hmm. i know i'm not like you know i just I get the LC five. I'd get a base nine eleven. Fuck it. I would just like drive a Carrera. They yeah. still are excellent. Yeah, like plenty fast. Yeah, yep. As we found on our uh, DM tour, the nine eleven is 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 still a good option. But LC five hundred <laughs> was better. LC five hundred was definitely better. Yeah, my uh, I showed a bit of that video to my mother last night. When I, we had dinner with her, and she recommended we do a watch party, which I think would be really cool. We could even we could get a projector in the garage and we have all those chairs we could have like a like a premiere event yeah premiere event have like and, a red carpet yeah well you know we don't need to be stupid about it but like have some people in mean, dane corbett your parents if they want Topher could come down like we could just all chill out have some drinks in the evening and like put it up on the thing and watch we it. can zoom tedward in yeah yeah exactly <laughs> or you could just come mm-hmm. yeah come on tedward drive out you got a Civic SI now. Yeah, it's 40 he's miles definitely per listening. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does. He, you know, he he listens to the Daily Motor podcast. That's how he gets his car knowledge. We also heard that Tedward is getting an allocation on a Civic Type R. 
So the Topher and the Tedward are both going to have matching championship white civic type R's, and they're just going to be giddy gentlemen. Giddy gentlemen. Giddy gentlemen. You have any Copart cars for us this week, Chris? Nope. You've been too busy editing? Been too busy. Having girlfriends graduating. Having girlfriends and graduate. Gene Butman car show. Gene Butman car shows. Where we that. saw a Zimmer Quicksilver. And if you're unfamiliar with that, there's a company in the 80s called Zimmer that would coach build cars. They would buy cars that were already made, rip them all apart, put different bodies on them. And, you know, pretty much just true coach building. And the Zimmer Quicksilver, as we'll pull up right now, I want you to guess what that was. And I hope you didn't just see. What do you think that started out life as? You're talking to me? Yes. It looks like a General Motors product, I would say. You'd, you'd be correct. Like a Camaro-y sort of thing. A fire, Like a Firebird. Nope. Trans Am. Nope. Buick? Uh, no. Buick? No. Nope. Okay, what is it? It's a Pontiac, I think. Monte Carlo? Nope. No, that's a Chevy. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know so, 80s cars. So this, so this car started life as a Fiero, and it is mid-engined. Oh, really? It is. I didn't realize. So that okay. big, sweeping bonnet hood... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nope, it's a mid-engine car. I wonder why they'd choose the Fiero to do that. Also, okay, back in the 80s, you'd pay equivalent to, I don't know, 20, 30 grand for a brand new Fiero. This car was equivalent to $90,000 in today's <sighs> money. Um, brand new off the lot is, is what you'd pay. But also... Um, Zimmer, they weren't, they aren't, they aren't actually very well known for this car. They're actually more well known for some of their other cars that they've made. Um, just look up Zimmer car. I don't know what that it was. Zimmer car. So they're they're more well known for these. So you'll see these. Mm, I quite liked things. these. So these actually started out as Fox Body Mustangs or uh, Cougars or mm-hmm. you know any anything from the eighties, and they would take everything except the doors. You know that they would take. <laughs> that's that's a Mustang. That's like a two yeah. thousands Mustang. Um, and they would just make make it look like a uh, like a Duesenberg. I kind of like those. I've always had a soft spot. I for always see them in Florida. You know, yeah, I know we always Florida joke thing. about it, yeah. but I every time I go to Florida, I see one of these driving around. What's the other brand? Excalibur. Excalibur. That did this? Yep, Excalibur. But they do more like ground up. Okay. Things. Or maybe they don't actually. I've, yeah, I've, no, these are like you know the Excaliburs are like their own thing. I've quite liked the Excaliburs because that's supposed to look like a Mercedes, but it just doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Well, tune in next week to hear what we think about all the cars that we're we'll driving. The GR86, the three-cylinder Nissan Rogue, and the Porsche Macan S. I also may be driving my Escape. Uh, Hopefully, this week, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I also purchased a 2022 Benelli TNT 135. TNT, week. which is what will happen after the warranty runs out. <laughs> Oh, and I fixed the squeaky wheel. Oh, did you? What was wrong with it? We 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 took it off. We we jacked it up. It just needed more lube in different places. Okay. So daily motor top tip. Okay, here it comes. If you're having an issue with your squeaky Benelli TNT 135 wheel at 41 miles, take the wheel off. Put more lube in there. But not just the axle shaft. It was like everywhere. Not just the shaft. You got to put lube lube everywhere. Places. Yep, more places. Right. Yep, but that's a fun little bike, a little Grom replacement, and a lot of people seem to like it better than the Grom. I'm not. I still kind of like the Grom. So, um, Colin, if you're listening from Honda, don't worry. Don't like the Honda better. Yeah. But um, I, there are some merits. I got it up over 70 miles per hour. Did pretty you? Cool. Took it on the highway here. Is it terrifying? No, but very buzzy. That's the thing with the Honda motor. And I know I kind of told you this a little bit already. The Benelli makes its peak power at 8,500 RPM. The Honda makes its peak power at about five grand. So you're really having to ring this Benelli out. It's not counterbalanced super well. And you're, you just get a lot of buzz. The mirrors are buzzing. Your butt's buzzing. Mm. The Grom was so well counterbalanced and refined that even at full tilt when you're tacking it out, it it felt nice to be on. You could drive it at 60 miles per hour all day. The Benelli kind of feels like I want to slow down. Big surprise that the Japanese bike was more refined than a combination Italian Chinese motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we go back to Japanese is the way to go. Yep. Um, And on that bombshell, it's time to end. It's not a good joke to make about the Japanese. We learned this in the uh, Figaro video. Did we make that? What joke did I make? Oh, about the the bomb. What is a bombshell? (laughs) What do you think a bombshell is? The word they say at the end of Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, because it's a bomb that's dropping and makes a big. Oh, it's really? A big deal. Okay. Yes. So 
So please excuse our uh, excuse our offensive. We've I think we've buttered the Japanese up enough this episode that they can be knocked down a peg. Yep. We'll see you next week on the Daily Motor Podcast if we haven't been uh, banned. That's right. You're right. That's right. Uh, join us, and we'll speak at you then. We are Charlie and Chris with Daily Motor, and as always, drive on. <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna go get a Pokeball. Are you gonna drive the three cylinder rogue to get a Pokeball? I would like to go home and eat leftovers because I have some good ones. However, uh, can we shoot our first impressions on the road first and then you go? Yeah. Cool with that? Cool.